Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Did you just come up with a one question? One question? Yeah. You said you had one question, like a multiple choice question, right? It's two truths and a lie. Two truths and a lie. Well, yeah, that's kind of what I meant. Yeah, it's, but it's just one true truth and a lie. How many two truths and a lie did you make? Uh, two? <clears throat> Actually, three. I did, I did three sets. <sighs> Welcome to the Mike McBride Show. Starring Cody Berry. Starring... Cody Berry as the Fonz. I'm going to sit up here, yeah. Should, should we just get into it? Should All we right. just get into it, he said. All He's right. been recording, dude. When we The whole time we've been... have been ready to go since I first take. Hi, welcome everybody to McBerry. Hey. It's the only podcast that features... Me. And me. All right. Wait. No, yeah, just me. And you. I was listening to this one podcast. By the way, should we be timing this? Just an idea of where we are. This this doesn't this is just a piece of junk. It doesn't work. Okay. Fine. It's just it's just junk. Okay, we're starting at this. Okay, cool. Oh, it's a it's a prop. It's a prop? It's a prop. It's a prop for a podcast with no video. <laughs> Got it. It doesn't even make a sound effect. <laughs> anyway, so um I was watching this one podcast, and by the way, this is possibly the saddest kind. There's a lot of sad podcasts, but this one was possibly the saddest. Was that um, it was a podcast where they just review other podcasts, which to me is kind of just <laughs> sad. But the, one of the things they critiqued this one podcast for was the host didn't say their names at the top of the show. Well, we did. The button works. Hold on, I'm getting. Oh, you had to turn it on. Okay, cool. Oh, it's not a prop. He said it was a prop. Okay, Didn't cool. you? All right, so the show starts now. Okay, yep. fine. Here we go. I have to Play re- that I have to beautiful re- theme music. Retell that story again. He doesn't think the music's beautiful. It's all right. We'll, we'll cut me, very ugly. So me anyway, out saying uh, that. So basically or? my point was maybe okay. to... to um, Get away from any kind of hatred from that podcast. We should say our names are I'm Cody Berry. I'm Mike McBride. There you go. And we've said our names. Okay, but that, cool. But but my name is Cody. Yeah, that's what I said. No, you said you said your name was Cody Berry. That, that's what I said. <laughs> your name is Cody Berry. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, so tonight's theme for 
this show or or this morning or this afternoon, whenever people are listening to this, or in the bath, or in the bath. That would be so awesome if people bathed while listening to our voices. Why? Listen, if you're hearing, it kind of creeps me out. If you're hearing this, it turns me on. It if turns me off, this, dude. Get out of the tub. Get stop whatever you're doing right now. Take off your clothes and and bathe. <laughs> just listen what if to the, the what sound if they're driving? of our voice. What if they're driving? Pull over and start bathing. Get a moist towelette. <laughs> Dude, there's going to be a lot of people inside the road. Okay, so we've been on cleaning themselves naked for three minutes, according to my phone, and a minute and forty six seconds, according to our prop timer. Oh. Who knows what the actual time is? I, I have a feeling somebody knows. <laughs> Let's see. This will be all be edited out. Okay. It'll be edited. It's like stuff will be edited. Okay. Do you want to do mine first or do you want to do yours? We haven't even described what tonight's theme is. Oh, okay. Is that Was that a critique that they, they didn't do the, the critique? Are you referring to that podcast I was referring to earlier? Yeah. I, I, we've moved on past that. Oh. So tonight's theme, tonight's theme is to tell the truth and one lie. You know, I put you on the spot, but you came out. I got so nervous. You came out very good job, Cody. You came out very well. You you yes anded the situation. That's what good improvers do. Hey, before we go any further, man in the booth. Actually, we're the men. Do we have any sponsors for tonight's show? Pressing button. No. Oh, okay. Dang it. So if you would like to sponsor two idiots babbling on about nothing, contact Rogue Media Network at www.com. Yes. Okay. All right. I'm pretty sure they have. Anyway. All right. So we're going to tell. We're going to play some games. Okay. We're going to tell. I have two lies and one truth. Okay, so you did it wrong. You did it wrong, and I did it wrong. But see, I thought that it would be more interesting if we told two lies and one truth, and that way we could extrapolate on the truth. Okay. Thank you, word of the day calendar. All right. All right, just go. Just let's. Yeah, because I I have more because I prepared more. (sighs) Okay, so just go. Okay, all right. So my first one is. Just say I once yelled at Uh either Chuck Norris, Jean-Claude Van Damme. Oh, you're doing it like this. Or Steven Seagal. You have to guess. I once yelled at either Chuck Norris, Jean-Claude Van Damme, or Steven Seagal. Well, we are in Texas, so I'm going to go with Charles Norris. You are wrong, (laughs) and I've lost a little respect for you. Why? They shot Walker, Texas Ranger right they here. They shot him? Yes. They shot Walker? Yeah, it's not on anymore. Oh, he died. Yeah, his hair. Oh, my gosh. Anyways, who was it? I once yelled at Jean-Claude Van Damme. <laughs> I don't know why. We're why? Uh, so. Okay, okay, he's trying to talk. It was. No. La- please, ladies all and gentlemen, the people please. in the studio, please. Ladies oh, and no. 
That's <laughs> another they, standing That just riles him up when you ask him to stop. No. It just, oh gosh. So it was. Uh, oh my God. It was 1999. I was uh, three years old. Yeah. Anyway, it was 99. And um, I I was so into wrestling, like pro wrestling. I thought I was a huge pro wrestling fan. It was January, I believe, 99. And WCW Nitro was coming through Dallas. And I was living in Dallas at the time. And um, I really wanted to go see the show. My brother wanted to go see the show, too. And uh, we weren't WCW fans by any means, but we wanted to see all the legends, like Ric Flair and Hulk Hogan and all that. And, like, we just, we just wanted to go to see some of these legends, right? Yeah. And so, um, you know what's funny? Is that this, this story takes place 21 years ago, and back then we were referring to them as legends. And, you know, <laughs> they wrestled for another 10, 15 years. So, um, yeah, so I wanted to, we wanted to go see them. So, uh, so I went down there. This was Reunion Arena. So I went down there, and they were sold out. Yeah, this is, 99 wrestling was hot, dude. Even the crappiest show like Nitro was selling out no. arenas, right? No, there's no way. It was WWE all the way or WWF. It was WWF at the time. Yeah. and But WCW was selling out arenas, too. So I went there. They were sold out. So I, I went up to a scalper, and my brother gave me 100 bucks to buy two tickets, right? Wait, are you and, what? Are you going to get yourself in trouble? I doubt it since this happened 21 years ago. Yeah. And we don't know, dude. So anyway, I, I, they were sold out. So I went to a scalper and I go, I mean, you got two tickets. And he's like, I got one ticket, hundred bucks. And I was like, I'm sure my brother will understand. And so I took <laughs> the ticket. No, you didn't. I did. He, was he with you? No, he wasn't with me. He was still at work. And he was like, just go buy the tickets and then I'll meet you there. And I was like, I was like, I'm sure he'll understand. So I got the ticket and I literally, I had like two hours to kill. So I don't know if you remember this from your days living in Dallas, but um, there's Reunion Tower. Of course. And like there's like the grassy knoll where JFK was shot. Ooh, we don't call it that anymore. Time's up on that one. And uh, there's this train station. It's a big train station right yeah. around there. It's So you, you, it's like a bus terminal, I think, but like the train, you had to walk across like this parking lot to get to the station. So – I was walking and uh, this car zooms around the corner, almost hits me. I'm like, whoa. And he just barely saw, I looked over and it was Bret Hart sent saying, <laughs> like, and, the, and I didn't realize, I didn't realize it was him till he was driving. I was like, because like, he, he like, he like, he looked like he was in a real like impatient because he could, he didn't know where to find Union Arena basically is what it looked like. And he was in a rental car. So he, just, he waves me on. I was like, like this Bret Hart almost killed me. So, you know, um, yeah. So that was interesting. And, it, and his brother ended up dying. Remember? <sighs> Dang it, I'm so sorry. Yeah, so anyway, uh, that's just interesting side note. Bret Hart almost killed me that night. Verified. Anyway, so uh, I'm sitting there and uh, waiting for the show to start, start. And they were filming Universal Soldier 2 at the time, The Return, which is funny to me because they already had a made, like a straight-to-video Universal Soldier 2. Yeah. And this then, one was straight to book. It was like the sequel to that one. Yeah, they just made a book. <laughs> and Anyways, just pictures so, of it. Um, so this one, they had gotten John claude to come back for another one. So they just skipped over that second one and just called this one Universal Soldier 2. And Goldberg was in it. Uh-huh. And Goldberg, at the time, WCW was like telling all their talent, if you have any celebrity friends, get them to come. That's how David Arquette like got on there and like, 
I think Kurt Russell was on it. Courtney Cox, just because they were friends with these like celebrities. Anyway, so they were shame. They had nothing for the celebrities to do. So I'm at the where I'm sitting. You could see like down where like their like their preparation area is. Yeah, and uh, there's Jean Claude Van Damme just standing around, like all these. All these, all these people are like, Jean-Claude, Jean-Claude. And he's like, just ignoring them. I just look down at him. And I'm a good 30 feet away from him. Like, I'm in the high-rise bleachers. And I'm looking down. I just looked down. I went, Van Damme, like that. <laughs> I screamed at him. His eyes just look at me like he's like, like, like he's about to get shot or something. And then, like, he quickly runs off. And uh, they get him to, like, his seat in the front row or whatever. Because he's like, oh, I've been found out or whatever. Well, that voice probably haunts him yeah. every night now. But I was like the I was like the the dog who had finally caught the car. I didn't know what to do with it. I was like, <laughs> so after that, he, we made eye contact, and I was like, hi. <laughs> Jeez. So yeah, and then like, Chuck Norris was actually there that night. Okay, and so I was right. You no, I didn't yell at Chuck Norris though. Oh, uh, but you saw him. I I saw him. Well, I was as close to you now now as it was Chuck Norris. I think. My mistake was he must have thought that you were yelling at him. So that's how right. I get my that mistake. So that that's my yelling at John Claude Van Damme story. I'm very proud. Anyway, go. Okay. And my brother didn't get to go see the show that night. Cause well, I, mine is completely different. Than okay, so the way you have you two truths and a lie. Yeah. Okay, and I'm going to guess which one is the lie. Yes. I'm going to guess. And no, no, no. Let me say, say them first. They're all lies. No, dude. Okay, you ready? Mm-hmm. All right. So two truths and a lie. So A. Lie. I'm sorry. <laughs> a. My favorite food is hot dogs. B. I'm the youngest of four boys. Or C, in 1994, <laughs> during a family hiking trip in the Great Smoky Mountains, I got lost and was subsequent, subsequently rescued by a family of hillbillies and for two and a half years was forced to eat possum and turned horses into glue until my family collected enough ransom money to get me back. Well, I know you love wieners, so. Yeah. Is hot dogs really your favorite food? It's chicken wings. So A was that the was lie. A, lot. a was that's what I thought. Yeah, I, I was really suspicious of that. Gotcha. Well, it kind of got me because I thought you were the youngest of three boys. Yeah, not four. Well, three. This you know this is a great like second episode. Is this the second episode? Because like not only this is fourth. You you flashed four fingers four times. It's the sixteenth. Yeah. So, so this is the fourth one that okay, we've done. This is the fourth one we've done. Mike? Yeah. Uh-oh. He doesn't know. Wait. Well, no, but I'm saying this is great because <laughs> not only are, am I learning new things about Cody Berry that I've never learned. Yeah. The audience gets to learn as well. We're all getting to know each other. Yeah. This is amazing. But could you, could you believe <laughs> my favorite food was chicken wings? Yeah. Well, I mean, chicken wings are delicious. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. What's your next one? My next one. All right. So um, that one's kind of a bummer. Uh, so uh, that one's kind of heavy. So uh, what? Uh, I'm being truthful. No. Okay. I want to hear that one. Well, I'll save that one. No, I want to hear it. 
But like, I don't, I don't want to get us. And okay, fine, we'll do it. All right. So these are in trouble, Mike. Are we gonna get in trouble? Oh no! All right. So, which is the scariest moment of my life? All right. One of these is the scariest moment of my life. You have to guess which one. Okay. Uh, when my 18-year-old girlfriend passed out from too much scotch and the cops showed up. Uh, the possibility of angry pro wrestlers trying to kill me. Why? And the night I saved my daughter's life. One of those. Uh, dude, I know this one already. the scariest moment of my life. But I know this one. What is it? The night you saved your daughter's life. No. It's not the scariest. It happened. All three of these things happened. Wait, so you're saying that you're you saved your daughter's life. Mm-hmm. She was choking, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. That actually might have been the only thing, but yeah, probably. And you were just like, cool, man. No, I didn't think minute. it was cool. I'm just like, I've had scarier moments. Oh. Uh, okay. Because I performed the Heimlich pretty quickly. Dude. And I, I saved her pretty quickly. But for like like a second there, it was like, uh oh, this may be, but there, or there, I wasn't, I wasn't ever like realistically thought this would be the end of her. Uh, but I, if I had not I been there, you. I think you're trying to act, act like a tough guy. If I had not been there, then yeah, but it was, it, it, it depends on your definition of what's good. See, this is why I didn't want to do this one. <laughs> and you pushed it. And wanted us to go here. We're not even halfway through the show yet. Hey, but at least we're not in trouble. We're in a little bit of trouble. Oh, Was that you? That was me. <laughs> it might have been me. It felt like me, but I'm pretty sure it was. Is that from a recording from the past episodes? Oh, That was you, dude. Was that my voice for real? No, it wasn't my voice. Oh, man. Aww. Time's up. Uh, no, but it scared, I, I, I guarantee you that, that you have repressed that memory because that would be the scariest. I just mentioned it. How could I have repressed it? I mean, like as far as feeling wise, dude, my cat almost choked whenever she was like, (laughs) when she was eating some food, my cat monkey. Here's the thing. People are always referencing things to their children and you're always bringing up your cat. (laughs) I don't think you're joking when you're talking about the seriousness of something happening to a child to to monkey the cat. <laughs> it's such a <laughs> it's such a dick move. But no, for real, she almost you died. Know what you need you need a monkey and just name it cat. Ooh, that would be kind of cool. Yeah. But but oh, is she here? Monkey. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. It sounds like a dying chicken or something. Was know. that you from a previous episode? Oh. That was probably me from a previous episode. So yeah, I uh <laughs> and she almost died. And I like I almost died of fear. Wait, when did so your, when did your it, cat almost die? A couple weeks ago. So like Were you choking it again? <laughs> no, I didn't no. I don't condone, condone animal abuse. Don't catone? I don't catone. Yeah. For one second. For one second. Animal abuse. How how did your cat almost die? Uh, I don't know. I'm just making it up, but, but I'm just saying like, you know, if, if my cat were to almost, I'm sorry, do you have somewhere to be Cody? You're (laughs) checking your phone over there. If, if, 
I'm not. You're, too, you, you're taking a break from your BS story to check your eye. All right. All right. So what was the scary one? You, you never guessed. Well, you did guess. You got it wrong. Yeah. So the other one was when my 18-year-old girlfriend passed. That happened. She passed, passed out. out from too much scotch and the cops showed up. <laughs> oh, they're back. So you're saying. This was years ago, officer. So you're saying that. This girl, when you were, you were eighteen or she my, was like, who would go on to be my first wife. Okay, we were. <laughs> I was, I was. What was that? <laughs> okay. See, I almost wrote this down as underage, but it made it sound like uh, something else, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I had. <laughs> I, I I said I almost. I didn't do it. She was eighteen at the time. I was twenty four. Okay. And uh, we had just started dating, mm. and her ultra religious roommates were giving her a hard time about spending so much time alone with a boy. Yeah. And so, especially that, the one that worships witches. You mean bitches. Uh. I worship <laughs> bitches. Okay. No, they, they were giving her a hard uh, time. And I hate so that one. Uh, she said, F it. My buddy's got some scotch. She starts down some scotch. And we're like, all right, it's whatever. Who cares? You know? Yeah. And she's like, she drank a lot of it. Yeah. And she ended up passing out. And we're all like, uh, are you going to throw up? What's going on here? <laughs> you did that move. Like, you're going to like. <laughs> no. Okay. No. All right. So that story, that stomach turning to <laughs> Cody Barry. No. She had drank too much. And uh, we knew she had like some like heart issues. But we didn't know her that well. Yeah. Me and my buddies, we were all there. We were like, oh, shit. Did she take her heart medicine? Is, should she even be having alcohol? Obviously, she shouldn't. At 18, anyway. You know, whatever. But and we were like, oh. And like. Wait. She drank a her, lot. Yeah, she drank too much because she was stupid. Yeah. An idiot, right? So one of our other friends comes over. And we're like, how long has she been passed out? And they're like, we're like, oh, 15 minutes? Whatever. We're trying to wake her up. She won't. And we're like, he's like, I'm calling. I'm calling the ambulance right now. I'm like, oh, do you think? No, I'm calling. So we called the ambulance, and like the cops showed up. Man, I was sweating. <laughs> I was sweating balls. I was like, we just gave an 18 year old enough alcohol to where they passed out. We are going to jail. The cops were actually really cool. Wait, the girl was 18. I know. So you can't get in trouble for that. No, the. How old do you think you had to be to drink, Cody? Oh, yeah. That's true. Yeah, she was under 21, so. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Will and, you cut that out? <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, Cody. You can't even smoke at 18 now. Really? You don't know about that? No. They raised the smoking age to 21. I deleted Facebook. Well, this happened several months ago, so. Yeah, I think it's been gone for a while. No, what, what's bad is there's there's people that. I mean, they shouldn't be smoking anyway. But I have friends, like like young comics that I know, that that were that had been smoking for the past couple of years, and they haven't been they 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 just now turned twenty one, so they had to wait till twenty one to legally buy smokes again. So there was like it, it really screwed over people. They're like just like eighteen, and you're like, oh, I'm gonna start smoking, and like they get to nineteen, they're like, sorry, you gotta wait a couple of years. But um, yeah, they didn't grandfather in anybody. Uh, so. Yeah, it's 21 to smoke 
injuring now. It's still 18 to vote. Here's that. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, so yeah, the cops came in. These were these were Waco PD. Give them credit. They said, "Look, we did she do any other substances? Is there anything else we should know about?" No, it's just the scotch. And they're like, "Okay." He goes, "Don't worry. We just we're not gonna arrest her. We just want to make sure she's okay. We want to make sure the girl's safe and okay. Nobody's going to jail tonight." So we're like, "Oh." Except was, for you, Mike McBride, and then you. No, went. it was it was it was it was all good, man. It was so it was so awkward afterwards, and we ended up later getting married, which was, which was a terrible mistake. But anyway, I tell you about her, my first wife. A little bit, yeah. She might be dead now, for all I know. What? <coughs> she. <laughs> oh, you want us to change the subject? It's probably for the best, but yeah. No, she could be, she could be <laughs> she she's completely off of social media. Yeah. And uh nobody that I know has seen her heard from her in years. So it's weird. Ew, here she comes. Like every once in a while I'll check the obituaries for her. Not 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 the regular obituaries, but the obituaries because she was a no, I'm just kidding. No, uh <laughs> no, but uh it's weird. It's weird. I don't hope she's dead, you know. Yeah. You know, I hope I I kind of I hope I I hope she's okay, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. It's weird. It that, that was several years ago we had divorced, so. Anyway, so that was my Oh, so the scariest moment. <laughs> this is uh the Michael McGrind show. Michael McGrind. Thank you. Um ladies and gentlemen, please He's trying. I don't know if I should use these wrestlers' names because they're no. Is it another wrestler. wrestling one? That was probably it's another wrestling moment. story. This, this was the scariest moment of my life. Okay, I don't. I think if I tell the truth, I'm okay because it's. I don't think it's slander. I don't like because these are actual like well known in the wrestling world at least well known people. I don't. Can Just I tell? It. Can I tell this story? Is what I'm trying to think. Well, you've already said it. Okay, so all right, let's just go. And then yeah, we want to delete it. So, this is the night I used to uh, be involved in professional wrestling, and I refereed a lot of shows. Right? Why are you staring at him? <laughs> because I. <laughs> why? We're getting to know why did, did I, I referee? He knew. Did you know that? I was a referee at professional. I trained to be a pro wrestler. 20 or so years ago and I hurt my neck and just decided I didn't, I didn't want to go through the rest of my life as a paraplegic because I was going to be dropped on my neck again. Yeah. It just wasn't for me. And I learned eventually, I think the key to being, being a pro wrestler is you have to like getting hit. That's what it really is. I didn't like getting hit. I could take it. I just didn't like it. And I had some neck pain in my very first like match in front of people. I, I was dropped on my neck and yeah. Yeah, I was like, it's just not, it's not, it's, I think I, it just wasn't for me. Plus I had really poor training too. Yeah. I, I, I had the worst training you could get. So, but so years later I had friends that were in the business and I became a referee for them. So, which I was the worst referee cause I was bigger and taller than all the wrestlers. I look, <laughs> you know, it's it, the, the key to being a, a referee is you have to look small, like to, to like by comparison, make these men look like giants. Yeah. It's, I made them all look like children. It was not all of them, but there were, there was a few that uh, outsized me, but m- for the most part, I was the biggest guy in the ring. Um, so 
They were uh, all rooting for you by the no. end of it? No, some of them really hated me. I, it was, that was fun. And the fans got really into it, especially the kids were, were fun because they, uh, yeah, they really believed. Like, like when I couldn't see something, like believe what? Look, look behind your back. The guy uh, he's pulling out a weapon. I was like, I don't see any weapon. You have your mind. You just that was fun because the kids would get really animated about it. So <laughs> this was uh, this was the night Whitney Houston died, <laughs> and I'll always remember that. And I, oh, we can't pay for this. Okay. And I will always remember that. And I'll tell you why. So I was refereeing a few matches on the card. The main event was the Sandman from ECW. Mm-hmm. Hardcore legend, the Sandman. If you don't know who he is, his gimmick was that he was a drunk and he carried around a stick with him. Kendo uh-huh. stick. And that's basically what his, his stick was. Yeah. And he was drunk. And he would come out and he'd crush beer cans on his forehead and just and then whack people with his stick. It was him versus Charlie Haas, which Charlie Haas was one half of, you know, the world's greatest tag team. So he's a former tag team champion in WWE or whatever. And so these these were the two big names of the night, and they're going one-on-one. That was the main event, right? And I was so excited because they picked me to referee that match. This is the biggest match I ever got to referee. So I was really happy. This was in clean, I want to say. And so um, I, I, I get to the show. Sandman's already in the ring. Yeah. He's, he's showing some of the younger guys some moves. I'm like, he's nothing like his gimmick. It was just a show. He's actually very professional and very, he's here early. He's professional. Great. And he rolls out of the ring. And I'm just like, hi, Mr. Sandman. He just, like, he like totally ignores me. And he looks up and he goes, when did they start serving beer around here? And this was like at three o'clock in the afternoon. Right. Yeah. So I'm like, the show didn't even start till seven. I'm like, I might be in trouble, you know, because he's he started drinking, you know. Anyway, so Charlie Haas shows up, right? Yeah, he's probably got some other wrestler carrying his bag for him, and he shows up. And I'm like, hi, nice to meet you, Charlie Haas. I'm like, I'm the referee for man. Goes, okay, cool. And I said, uh, do you know what your finish is? For those of you who don't know, what your finish is wrestling code talk for how does your match end? Yeah. You know, it's like, is it somebody going to slam somebody through a table? Is somebody going to do this finishing maneuver? Whatever it is. What's your finish, right? And then he goes, oh, oh boss. Because you know that where they call everybody boss. Yeah. It's funny. Oh, boss, we haven't we haven't figured that part out yet. But I tell you what, uh, I'll let you know later. All right. So a few hours goes by. I got my ref gear on and I'm ready. I'm, I'm talking to all the other matches that I'm refereeing that night. And uh, everything's cool, right? And I go up to Sandman. I'm like, I just got, I'm breaking. So, oh, Sandman, in the 90s, Sandman was cool. He was he was a wrestling hardcore legend, right? So I went up to him. I was like, hey, uh, Sandman, so do you know what your finish is? He snarls at me and then just walks off. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm getting nowhere with him. And then he goes and drinks. And I think that's all he was doing was drinking. But honestly, he could have been doing other. I don't know. Man. I don't want to say. Yeah. I don't want to say what he was doing, what he was doing. But he was totally ignoring me and drinking heavily. I so I gotta look this guy up. Uh, so do you not know who Sandman is? No, the dude's like almost seven feet tall. He is an intimidating, huge man. So I go up to Charlie Haas and I said, "Do you know what your finish is?" And he goes, "Oh, boss, I'll tell you right before the show starts." I was like, "All right, cool." So the show starts, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, I've given up on Sandman already at this point because I'm like, I'm not getting any answer from him. So I go up to Charlie and I'm like. Hey, do you do you know what your finish is? He goes, 
tell you what, man, I'll tell you, we don't know yet. Haven't figured it out, but I'll tell you an intermission. Like, all right. I'm starting to get worried at this point. Right. So I do my other matches, whatever comes to intermission. Charlie, do you, do you know what your, do you know what your finish is? And he goes, tell you what, right before this match starts, I'll tell you our finish. Cool. Right. I'm like, this is going to be a long night for me. Hello, we are What's Your Excuse? Podcast. Exactly. I'm Caitlin. I am Megan. And we are here to talk to you about all of your things that you want to shit talk about. That's right. Is your life going poorly? Check. Are you curious about diseases that are running rampant? Check. Check. Do you want to know all the places I have had sex in this world? Check. Check. (laughs) You can find that all right here on What's Your Excuse? Podcast. Uh, at Rogue Media Network, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, and Google. Yes, that's right. And give us a follow. Thanks. <laughs> What's your excuse? The match is about to start, and I'm just skipped over the finish. I was just like, "Who's going over?" Right. Who's who's gonna win the match, right? Yeah. I said, "Who's going over?" And he goes, "I'll tell you in the ring." <laughs> and I'm like, "Okay." Now, see, this is where panic sets in for me, because I, if I screw this up, I'll have the booker of the show, the guy in charge, and I'll have both wrestlers mad at me. Yeah. Like, and he's Charlie Haas is a big dude too. Yeah. So I'll have Sandman pissed. I'll have Tri- Sandman's probably won't be pissed. He probably won't even know where he is at that point because he was drunk off his A, right? Yeah. The whoever's booking the show is gonna be. I'll have I, probably the other wrestlers from making the show look bad. So I, you know, we I've heard I had heard stories, you know, from different wrestlers about guys getting their fingers broken for screwing stuff up. You know, they'll take you out to the back and. They'll look you right. I heard this one story about some guy screwing something up and just having one of the wrestlers just look him in the eye and just go, hi, how's it going, man? How you doing? And he grabs his hand and just like, okay, so cool. So next week we're going to, and just snaps their finger, like right as they're talking calmly to him. And so I'm waiting to get stomped. I'm like, I better not screw this up. So I get out to the ring Uh and uh, Sandman's music hits, right? And these two heel, the local bad guys come in and they're like, they get on the microphone and they're like, ah, oh, you idiots thought Sandman was actually here tonight. You all were fooled, whatever. And they're like, and they're doing a bit, right? Mm-hmm. It'd have been nice if I was let in on this because I didn't know what was going on. I didn't know why they were in the ring. So, and, the, and they're waiting. And that's supposed to be Sandman's cue to get to the ring and start beating them up, right? <laughs> but they're sitting around just looking around, darting their eyes. And, they, and I'm outside the ring. And they're looking at me going, where the fuck is Sandman? <laughs> and I'm looking at them going, how the fuck am I supposed to know? And they're like, tell them to get out here. And so I look down at the ring announcer, right? Sitting ringside. I'm like, where's Sam? And he goes, he starts sweating, panics. I don't know where he is. And it's like, so finally somebody literally pushes Sam <laughs> through the door. Because he was so messed up. He was, he didn't know where he was. Oh he was gosh. so, I was drunk. I could, I was amazed. He could even walk at that point. He staggers out to the ring and just stares at the two guys in the <laughs> ring. And then one of the one of the bad guys goes to me and goes, tell him to hit us with the stick. <laughs> right? And so I go to Sandman and I go, uh, and I was like, 
tired of this BS. No one's going to tell me. Nobody's telling me anything. They're keeping secrets from me. It's I, it's making me look like an idiot. I'm like, I'm going to let Sandman and his drunk ass know how I feel. I go up to Sandman. I'm like, excuse me, Mr. Sandman. <laughs> He's such an intimidating. He's a huge man. I go, um, those gentlemen in the ring over there, they wish for you to hit them with your stick. <laughs> He looks down at me. Like I said, he's like eight feet tall, right? He looks down at me. Then he looks at them and he goes, oh. Like, <laughs> he's like Frankenstein, like literally like Frankenstein's monster, right? He, he gets in the ring. And he, he's like, he's so drunk. He can barely hit anybody. So he slaps them with his stick. And they take their bump. Charlie Haas just books it down to the ring. Like He runs like the flash. It was the fastest I've ever seen a human being in my life, right? He goes, he, he, he like shoves Sandman down, right? And yeah. so I'm like, this is my moment. I get in the ring. And I said, Charlie, who's going over? Charlie Haas. And this is the part that is not slander because it totally happened. Is it this dude? That's Charlie Haas, yes. A dude looked like he could kill us right? <laughs> at the same time. That's a big dude. He's a big, well, scary dude, right? Both of them. So... Charlie gets, he, I go, who's going over? And Charlie looks at me and goes, you know who's going over. He pushes me, and I go from one side of the ring to the turnbuckle of the other side of the ring. He pushed me like a good, what was it, like 10, 15 feet? Like, like, like my, I did the thing where like in the cartoons where you're like heels skid across. <laughs> like, it, I went, boom, I took, I, took a, I took a hard bump. And what made me mad, well, he goes over to Sandman, he starts laying these, like, baby, soft, little worked punches. Yeah. I'm like, dude, you just pushed the spirit out of my body. <laughs> but you're giving him these light worked punches. I'm the referee here. I'm supposed to, <laughs> I'm supposed to fold, like, paper, right? <laughs> and then, so they go back, and it's this ugly match. The fans are just screaming refunds and, you know, like... They're no just, they're way. Just, they're just booing because it's a shit. Because Sandman's just so incoherent at that point. Yeah. And so, at one point, Sandman goes for a pin. I go. I count the one, two, three, and I roll out of there and I book it to the back because I don't know if I just counted the three for the right or wrong guy. Yeah. So I'm like, did you get paid? That's the thing. You have to wait till the end of the show to get paid, right? Mm. So I'm thinking, either don't get paid and go. Or stick around, face the music, and get your. I was like, oh, man. I was like and I was, it would look really bad if I left now, because they wouldn't invite me back at that point, because I look like a flake, right? So, I, and nobody said anything to me, but for a good, like, this moment. So, who won? Uh, Sandman won. Sandman won? The dude that was really messed up. <sighs> Wrestling is a work. What can I tell you? It's, it's, it's a show, okay? It's so, um, Anyway, so I'm in the back. So from the period of about intermission to in the ring to not knowing if I'm counting the three for the wrong or right person to getting backstage, this was a span of about 30, 40 minutes of not knowing if I'm really screwing up or not. So it was like 40 minutes of like intense, am I going to be okay? Yeah. So that was the scariest moment of my life. And I know this <laughs> happened. On the night Whitney Houston died, because the only thing I heard Sandman say was when somebody backstage, there's a match going on, and there's wrestlers not looking at the match. They're, they're looking at their phones, right? And one of the wrestlers goes, 
hey, look at this. Whitney Houston just died. And everybody's going, oh. And somebody said, I wonder what I wonder what killed her. Sandman walks by and goes, I'll tell you what did it. He puts his finger up to his nose. <laughs> and he goes, Bobby Brown got her hooked on that. Like that. And he just walks off <laughs> as if he did not just say the funniest thing ever. <laughs> I was dying. So anything Sam, I, I forgive Sandman of everything because that was the funniest, <laughs> best-timed comedic line. Bobby got her hooked on that. And like snorts. It was amazing. Uh, so that was the scariest moment of my life. Still, I don't it. think that's slander. Right? That's not like direct. Is it all happened just like I said? No, I I believe you. you know, I mean, Charlie comes out looking a little bit like a dick, but honestly, in his defense, I felt like like a victim, like defending their. <laughs> like, like, in his defense, he was working with someone who was really wasn't was really up. was really messed up. Yeah, you know, and this happened almost ten years ago, and Sandman seems to be doing well, so good for him. You know, is he? I've seen him in like interviews and stuff. He seems to be okay. Okay. Ready? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's record. Hey man, this is your boy Prescription. I'm tuned in to Bluesville. Bluesville, Terry ain't shit. 2020. Shout out Ontario though, the truth. <laughs> How about that? Y'all can use that? Can we use that? So I have one more, but, but you, you had something you wanted to talk about. No, I just, I saw this the other day of the guy, August Alcina or whatever his name is, the rapper. He claims to have had a relationship with Jada Pinkett Smith with Will Smith's blessing. Had, did you, have you heard that? No. You, you haven't heard of that? I, like, well, I saw a meme for it. I didn't get I didn't get I didn't get the joke, but now I understand. But what was the meme? I think it was like it was like at some awards or some red carpet thing they were doing, and it was the rapper had his arm around Jada and like Oprah was looking over with like this smirk on her face and like it just said Oprah knew something like that. <laughs> oh. But apparently, like, I don't know, these rumors have kind of circulated for a long time. I want to know why this is so interesting to you. I don't know. That, <laughs> but, like, it's a cuck thing to do. Yeah. It's a real cuck thing to do. I, But then again, I, I hate to judge too harshly. Yeah. You know, just, that's like, what they're into. That's what makes them happy. It's, you know, it's it's not what m- would make me happy. <laughs> I wouldn't be comfortable with it, but I don't, I feel really judgy. You, you know, they, you could ever be in, like, an open relationship? No, not, I couldn't. I don't think I can. if my if my wife was with other chicks, sure, yes, of course, I encourage <laughs> that. But other dudes, no, I couldn't. That's just that's gross. Yeah, yeah, I know. And it, who knows if it's true? It, it's really a, a a dick move to go out and like brag about it. Like yeah. this dude apparently is. Yeah, if like if, if like Will was like okay with you doing this, then that's one thing. And yeah, you know, even then to be that guy in that situation, like oof. How, much, well, how big of a crush on Jada do you have, dude? You're 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 a rapper. You can get other chicks, dude. Well, I think it was it, he thought it was gonna progress his career because, like, apparently oh. he said it, like, 
it, it came out like he did an interview. He didn't really want it. He was like, no, he said he, he was, did an interview or he was doing an interview and he said it. Uh-huh. And, uh, so now he's wanting the attention. So now he wants uh-huh. the attention. I think he's trying to sell albums and stuff. Not does it have had, they commented happen, on it, but on their, on their little red table show. Have you seen this? Like they do no. their own podcast where it's like, yeah, it's a round table. <laughs> it's a round red table. I love, I love how these people, right? So Jada has been disconnected from like, reality for 20 years will for like 30 years and their children have never been yeah like in a real world situation but they have a show <laughs> where they talk about their philosophies and wisdom as if they know anything they don't know what they're talking about it's like how to cope with life if you're a super wealthy famous person yeah but at the same time i i would say that willow's they... an old soul <laughs> they <Shut up>. have <laughs> They have like work uh, at a Walmart for seven years and then you can brag about being an old soul. But they have like the best doctors and stuff and they, they have the best teachers that teach their kids and stuff. So it's like, you know, they know about a lot they of stuff. They don't know anything. No, uh, who knows? I don't know. They probably wear their masks outside. <laughs> they probably wear them in their cars. They probably wear them in stores. <laughs> oh, speaking of which, there was a new, <laughs> there's another new story where, uh, here's the thing. Here's, can I say one thing about the mask? Okay. It's like, it's a great J- Jim Carrey movie. It's not though. Oh, it's, you don't like that? I haven't seen it in 20 years, so it could be. So I watched I Ace know. Ventura the other day and I feel like it didn't. No, that movie doesn't hold up. Yeah. It's Ace Ventura 90s. too. Oof. Yeah. Anyway. So the, pet, the, the thing with the mask, detective. I know what you're doing. You're trying to change the subject because you're afraid I'm going to get us in trouble. But no, I'll say, I wanted to tell a story I, too. I want to tell. Oh, you no, wanted to I talk. Want, I, you no, wanted to I talk wanted to on this something. podcast <laughs> that you host. Yes. What? Can I, I just want to make one quick thing about the mask. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to wear the mask. <laughs> okay. Was, I'm not going to argue with you, but people act so smug about it. It drives <laughs> me crazy. Like, what kind of an imbecile won't wear a thin layer of material around their face? It's like. Come on. You can't see where someone would think that's, you know, it's like, I get it. Like you could, you could spout all these like science quote unquote scientific facts or whatever yeah. that are kind of suspect, but just, you don't have to be so smug about it. Yeah. But, I, but anyway, dude, here's ahead. the thing is like, I, in my opinion, I think everybody should wear masks, even if they don't believe in it. Because the people that are scared in their houses are going to see that people are wearing masks and be able to come out. That's what I think. Yeah. And so the economy will go on and Wendy's will be bankrupt. Is Wendy's in trouble? Wendy's is in trouble, man. Apparently they filed for bankruptcy. Hamilton? Too much. <laughs> he, has a, he has a mask, he has a mask on. on. You don't need that. I mean, you're the only one in that room. <coughs> oh, he is sick. Yeah. Go ahead with your story. Uh, no, I was just saying, like, does it sound like I'm wearing a mask right now? You're wearing a mask too. Yeah. Go ahead. What was your story? Uh, but when you lent your wife off to some dude, no, was no. it Sandman? That'd be great. If that come, would be. It would come full <laughs> circle if you had lent your wife out to. No, the uh, Dan Patrick, the Texas Lieutenant Governor. Uh, basically told uh, Dr. Fauci to go fuck himself because Dr. Fauci was like, I told you so. 
about Texas opening too early and too quick. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was like, well, what do you know? Basically, like, you've been wrong, like, this whole time. Yes. Yeah. He was like, I don't need his advice and won't be listening to Anthony Fauci anymore. And uh, he's not wrong, but it's like, because Dr. Fauci at first was telling people not to wear masks or, yeah, that it's uh, bad for you to wear a mask or whatever. It's unnecessary. But it's almost like, what Dan Patrick did was like uh, somebody gets pissed off when they're like, I told somebody said like, I told you so. And you're like, oh, shut up. What do you know? Because they got mad that they got caught, basically. You know what I mean? So the moral of the story is <laughs> no one knows what they're talking about. Nobody. Nobody knows. Nobody. It's all just best guesses at this point. Except for Hamilton. Dude, I watched three minutes of that today. <laughs> Did you? I watched three minutes of Hamilton today. Yeah? Were they singing? I, I had to turn it off. They're singing in that, right? They're they're rapping in it. Rapping what? It's so because we have very good like friends. Pa- presents? We have very good friends that are really into Hamilton. Yeah. And we love they our friends. We love Hamilton. Not that Hamilton. Oh. The Broadway musical Hamilton. Fake Hamilton. Fake Hamilton. We have very dear friends that love that, but I just Come on, let's say their names. We could say their it's names. It's musical theater, and it's just terrible. It's yeah. a terrible, terrible No, show. there's some good musical theater out there. Name seven. Seven? Oh. <laughs> uh, I think the last thing I did was Best Little Whorehouse, and that was pretty good. Yeah. So I have two more <laughs> lies and one truth. All right, let's do it. All right. So what What? What do we got on time? We're 45 minutes in. That's actually not. That's the fake. That's the problem. Oh, that's the problem. Um, An hour actually, and 30 no, minutes. No, we're actually like 47 or so minutes in. Okay. I was only off by two minutes. Anyway, so I I used to do mics, like comedy, like, like for stand-up, like all over like Texas, right? So yeah. I once saw this on one of my trips, one of my comedic He's 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 got the he's got the marker. Oh, okay, he had the marker board oh, ready. No. He's telling us stop everything. No, uh, one of my trips for comedy, I once saw this. Give you two lies, don't you? So I either once saw a UFO, a fight between two bums, or a drunk Dennis Rodman. Oh, it's got to be. UFO. Well, okay, wait. The bums fighting are a drunk Dennis Rodman. On my on my one of my trips for comedy, I once saw one of those things. Okay. So I wish it was all three. I <laughs> I want to say drunk Dennis Rodman, right? But I've been wrong in my first guess, which is always the last one. No, Chuck Norris was first. But Yeah, you've gotten this wrong all night. I got this wrong. Um so, and you can't have that many, like, encounters with intoxicated celebrities. So, I'm going to go with the drunk bums. I never the bums said, fighting. I never, I never the, the bums, bums fighting. were drunk. Yeah. Do bums, I just assume. Do bums drink? No. Not all of them. You are now three for three tonight and getting things wrong. Good oh job, Cody. Gosh. No, I saw a UFO. It, uh, <laughs> no, you did. I did. No, you didn't. 
So here's the thing about UFOs. Oh, it's back again. <laughs> so here's the thing about UFOs, Mike. They don't um they don't exist. Let me explain. So, so I take that back. My, UFOs like unidentified flying. Oh, they exist. Unidentified exist. But FOs like flying flying objects. Um, like nothing flies. Nothing flies. No. That's been proven by science. Yeah. Things fall. Yeah. Nothing. Some are pro- So I was driving back. I had I done the uh, funniest person in Austin contest. And uh which is funny cuz this I'm not going to say names cuz this they could actually get upset. I'll just say it. That there were 3 people selected that night mm-hmm. to move on to the semifinals and one of the people told me after they got selected they said you should have had my spot. It was Dennis you, Rodman. You were funny. You were funnier than me, but because I'm more in with the management, they picked me, which is such a dick thing to say. But I was a new comic, so I wouldn't have known what to do anyway yeah. if I'd have moved on the semifinals. So I, I was bummed out from that. My brother John was with me, my younger brother John. We're driving back from Austin to Waco, mm-hmm. and uh, we're just driving like, it's like, uh, it was, gosh, it was like, uh, st- it must have been earlier in the day because it was still like the sun was going down. There's still like a little bit of like a tint of blue, like in the sky or whatever. And just we're driving and just all of a sudden I see this ball of light yeah. rise up from the ground. This was a good mile or so away from us. Mm-hmm. It goes like ridiculously fast over to the right then like slanted down to the left and it just veered off. It just disappeared. And I'm sitting there thinking, oh, my God. I ho- Tell me I wasn't the only one who just saw that. And then I heard John say, did you just see that? I'm like, oh, thank God I wasn't the only one who saw that. Like Where he was saw this it, at? Dude, In Dallas? Somewhere between Austin and Waco, just driving back. Mm. And John said the one thing that gave all stupid people in horror movie credit. He goes, maybe we should turn around and check it out. <laughs> I drove faster away from the thing. I was like, nope, that is an unsolved mystery. We're going to leave us. And for a good 15 or so years, I we both genuinely thought we had saw. A US, and then we learned about ball lightning. And have we talked about ball lightning before? No, uh, no. If you look at it, it's a real phenomenon. I hope it's not what I... It, it's where lightning shoots from your balls? It's where lightning shoots from your, your test. No, it's where in some atmospheric conditions, <laughs> lightning ne- never happened. can, whatever, it's like whatever static electricity is involved, it can form into a ball and like zip back and forth at like at the speed of light, like the lightning speeds, right? Yeah. And I, there's some videos of it on YouTube that you can watch. People have had stories about being on airplanes. And just lightning hit the plane, and like a ball of lightning will just rush through. And it's 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 not an unheard of phenomenon. And when I heard people describe what ball lightning was, I said that's exactly what I saw. And it's was probably it, the reason was it raining or something. Eh, I mean, it could have been. I don't really remember. <laughs> but I mean, they just said it could be just like cloudy weather, and you can see a ball of light. So if you're ever out there and you see a ball of light appear and it kind of zip back and forth, or even sometimes it'll hover, it can be different colors. People say it can be like pink, uh, yellow, orangish, whatever. 
it's that's all it is. It's just ball lightning. But what if and they're ball not lightning... really they're not really sure how it causes like some kind of weird atmospheric condition where the lightning can just ball up itself. What if ball lightning is UFOs? I think that's what a lot of people see. Yeah. People that reported seeing UFOs a lot of the times, and I'm not yeah, the only one who says this, they this, think okay. that it's it's responsible for a lot of the UFO sightings. Yeah. Speaking of which, Unsolved Mysteries is back. I on know. Netflix. I almost watched that I'm not going to watch. I'm not going to watch. Really? Dude, I look, I came home from work last night. Yeah. And I needed to get something out of my garage. Mm-hmm. But I was like, I'm going straight to the house. Just the thought of Unsolved Mysteries spooks me so much. Really? It's... Stop it! <laughs> Stop it! Anyway, can you walk with me out to my car? No, no, I, uh, I'm so just like this. Is why I can never live out in the country. I have to live in. I'm a I'm staying here, man. I have to live in a I'm city where up. there's like people around. Yeah, it's, it's it's the thing. It's the UFOs freak me out. Really? Oh, they freak me. Out it's so just hard. ball lightning, dude. <laughs> See? Yeah, I don't believe in ghosts or like supernatural things but just it, it's i'm still spooked by it like yeah I don't, I don't want to be proven wrong you know yeah so yeah i needed something to get out of my garage and i was like no i can, it can wait till the morning I'm so like, no, it's too it's too dark outside so right you don't believe in ghosts and you don't no. believe in ghosts so much that it scared you to go into your garage i thought fundamentally i would be broken huh no, I thought I was scared of like, you know, rapists and ball lightning. <laughs> rapists got a laugh. Wow, wow. Oh my goodness, are you uncomfortable right now, Cody Berry? It's a very uh, irreverent. It's getting, it's getting warm in here. Jeez, this audience this is, is hot tonight. Awkward. Anyway, it's, rape. It's almost time. Go to ahead. <laughs> Dude, we should do that more often on the show. We'd get a lot Talk more Talk about laughs. rape? Yeah. Yeah. You've been listening to What's Your Excuse? All right. With Caitlin and Me- Meg- Megan. Megan. Yeah. Not Megan. 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 I've been Megan. And I've been Caitlin. And this is What's Your Excuse? Only on the Rogue Media Network. Dot com. Do you think do you think they get upset? They, they seem pretty cool. Ah, oh, they don't never listen to our show. They don't never listen. So they do listen. Yeah, they don't never. Do they listen to our show? They don't know we have a show. Yeah. They don't know who we are. <laughs> we literally did our first one while they were in there. They don't know who we are. Oh. Uh, that's okay. All the more freedom, my friend. But you're, but you're a huge fan. I'm a huge fan. Yeah. Oh, my mom loves this show. Our show? Yeah. Yeah. Especially I, I was talking talk about, about our show, not their show. Oh, yeah, you know. Like, no, you're, your show. mom's, you're a huge fan of our show. Yeah, no, my mom loves their show. She's never listened to our show. Oh, That is you. It's not me. That is you, dude. It's not me. I'm telling you. Oh, <sighs> That is you. <laughs> That's I, I literally can, the way you, I okay, can wait, do wait, the wait, voice. Wait. Okay, okay, okay. You do. Okay. Hey, let's, gonna, let's play a little game called Let's Expose the Friends That We Have That Are Racist. No, 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 no. Oh, no, no. you want to do something else? Okay, fine. We'll no. do something else. Okay, okay cool. wait. Right. I'm going to close my eyes. Edit that and part. I'm going to close my eyes. And I'm one of you guys do the awe. And I'm going to try to guess who it is. 
Oh. <laughs> Wait, were both of them you? No. Both of them? Okay. Oh. That's <laughs> so weird, dude. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I can't tell. Oh. I can't tell oh. anymore. This like is driving me nuts. Dueling banjos. Oh. 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 So the name of tonight's episode is Oh. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for tuning in, folks. You know what? Don't thank you for turning in. Don't I turn in. You, you I don't have you to turn in there. Not even, if you're don't driving, listen don't us. Turn in. Yeah. You have not earned the right to listen to. Thank you so much. I want to say. Yeah. That was our best show. Ever. Thank you so much. I I appreciate I want to say that was our best show we've ever done. Yeah. And the moral of the story is. I love chicken wings. And so does that rapper who had sex with Will Smith's wife. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Love I, you. I, this has been Mick Berry. Mick, bye. And everyone, Mick, bye. Mick, bye, bye. This has been Rogue Media Network Podcast.